Foncose proudly presents our unscripted podcast, Voices of Hope. In this first season, you'll hear from extraordinary individuals whose support and service are making a difference. They may look different from each other and come from very different backgrounds, but the one thing they have in common is their love and respect for Haiti. On tonight's episode, we speak to James and Rebecca Langer, longtime supporters and friends of Foncose. Here is our interview. I'm Rebecca Bradburn Langer, and I think uh, when we're talking about Haiti, my fun fact is I made five trips to Haiti before things kind of shut down. So I really enjoyed those times, and every time I learned more about Foncose. So, and I'm Jim Langer, and uh, been married to Rebecca for 55 years. And uh, so in order for me to see her, I had to start making trips. Um, so I haven't been to Haiti five times, but uh, was there once, but had had also done before Haiti, had also done a lot of other mission type trips. So uh, gotcha. Uh, we have uh, and and I think that maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, but I think that plays into our involvement with uh with Haiti and Fon Jose. Did you say 55 years? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. What is the secret? I've been married for 16 and boy, that's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenge. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, congratulations on that alone. Uh, that is uh, something else. <laughs> um, okay, so good. Um, what was your view of or connection to Haiti, if any, uh, before Fon Jose? I didn't know much at all about Haiti. And it was another one of those things that um, the education system glossed over and and we just didn't know anything uh, really until we started to, to be involved with Juan Jose and, yeah. and, and see it up, up close and personal. Right. Yeah. Well, same here. Same here, you know, um, father was military, he was in the army. And um, so, you know, we had been overseas before, but I just had never experienced Haiti prior to Funko Say. So, yep, it's a different thing when you when you get involved and you learn, yeah. you learn everything up close and personal. Yep, for sure. Um, so actually you were talking about that, you know, talking about growing up. Was there, an, was there an emphasis on being charitable and being of service to others or is this something you developed on your own? And if so, who influenced you? Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, my family was always interested in outreach to others in some way, shape or form, um, particularly my mom. I mean, I think of her baking cookies and half the cookies went out the door to somebody else or that kind of thing. So it was definitely ingrained in us. And of course, um, because we're Christian, the faith as also pushes that aspect of uh, giving, caring for yes. others. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, w with uh, with our family, um, we were we were not wealthy by any means. So, um, you know, big contributions or anything like that was just out of the question. But it was a, you know, taking care of your neighbor and doing whatever you can uh, with the skills and and capabilities that you do have, that's what you did. Yeah, <laughs> to, to provide for others. So. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And sometimes, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, the small things that maybe it's, it's not big on paper, but I tell you what, they can make a huge difference. And that's how I grew up, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a question I like, if you had to describe the world today <laughs> and careful where you go with this one, <laughs> um, that's what I had to tell Matt Balateris. Cause he said, well, I don't want to get political. I don't want to talk about anything. I said, no, 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 we don't want to. <laughs> so if you had to describe the world today in three wor words, what would they be? Well, sadly, the first word that came from me was vicious. It just seems like it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. And the second one maybe follows on that is unequal in the sense of people mm, not having right. enough. And, and then, but I thought those are both negative, but I also have to say uh, a natural wonder. I mean, the world is just uh, exquisitely beautiful. And so all of those things mixed up together. It's a shame vicious is the first one that I thought of, though. Ooh, so truthful, though, huh? Yep, yep, yeah. I don't have three words. Uh, I okay. have one word, and and uh, I, I even I sort of even hate to think about this because it it keeps leading to negative thoughts <laughs> when I think about the state of the world today. And but my 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 one word is greedy, and mm. uh, I keep coming back to that in so many things that that I hear um, going on in the world and in. in any other word I think that I would come up with, I think would tie back to greed. And, uh, you know, the injustice in the world, I think, is really rooted in greed. And, you know, any, anything I can think of would, would go mm. back. So, mm. That's, and so uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I keep trying to think of the positive <laughs> word for it. And, and, these days, I find it hard to do that. So. Yeah, well, people like you, hmm? mm -hmm. there's a positive uh, <laughs> human beings that try to do their best and um, live a life uh, of service to others and just be good people. You know, what happened to decency, you know? So I do yeah, agree. Yeah. I do agree that greed, if you look at the root of a lot of things, uh, could be solved if we just were all willing to yeah. kind of share and help a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, good. And let's see. So what changes, I guess on the heels of that, do you believe would make the world a better place? Well, three things I think came to mind. One is human dignity for mm. everyone. Um, and a distribution of wealth or goods so that all people had uh, what mm. they needed, the basic needs. And then, of course, I use the word love, and it's such a cliche word, but it really, mm. it, it actually should be first and last. Mm. Uh, without loving um, others or yourself, you, you know, the world is just really a mess. And um, and so I think we really need to work harder on that. And it, it would then bring about human dignity and needs being met and those kinds of things. And I must say that was one of the things that I think I saw on my visits was a love of the people who worked in Foncose for each other, but also for the whole common good. So, right. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 For the people of Haiti. I mean, yeah. that was just, yeah. 
abundant love there. Mm. Yeah. And I guess for me, it's uh, I get back to one word, <laughs> um, and that's justice. If uh, mm. you know, we could just be more just, uh, you know, all these things that Rebecca talked about, I think, uh, are sort of rooted in that, uh, you know, distribution of wealth or whatever. It's um, it's a question of being just, and uh, mm. so. yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, thank you for those answers. Um, okay, so what do you personally hope to accomplish with your through your philanthropy? Um, I think it only is worth the way it changes the system that is unjust. And so I would hope it would change some of the systemic problems. And and that's really important because I think sometimes charitable giving can be so um, miss the mark in that, you know, it's a Band-Aid or something. And that's the difference, I think, again, with Von Cose mm. is working systematically to change it. Um, uh, and, I, and I would hope that uh, it would bring about... Um, an end to poverty and mm. the kind of humiliation that people must live through uh, with less than uh, when we yeah. live in a culture that's so, so abundant. abundant and and frivolous, actually. So, yeah, to to have poverty. I mean, I think we you know, we we always say we could end poverty. Well, let's do it. Why don't we do it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I have trouble thinking about the word philanthropy mm. uh, because mm -hmm. that always conjures up in my mind big, you know, multi-thousand-dollar gifts mm -hmm. like that. And and I I like uh, Rebecca's term there, charitable giving uh, is yeah is is more in line with uh, with my checkbook, I think. So, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, you know what whatever. I guess my our, my goal, uh, our goal for, with uh, what we do or what we are able to do is to to somehow at least contribute to um, you know bringing justice and mm. and love and and all these words that we've talked about that yeah. Uh, um, I, I I think we've always. <laughs> Rebecca and I have always had a little bit of a problem with um, giving money for something um, mm. that, is, that is a charity because uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it feels like we're trying to buy it or, or mm. pay for it instead Interesting. of, instead of being involved with it. Right. And, uh, and I think. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that was one of the benefits of going to Haiti and 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 seeing how they how Fon Jose interacts with the people and everything. Right. It it helps us. Uh, and and I know you know for, for instance on a lot of mission trips that we had done in the past that uh, you know you'd go in and you put a new roof on a building or or yeah. whatever. And there were cases where. You know, we would go in and work for a week and never, never interact with the people that we were doing that for. And uh, 
and 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 that was just so disappointing. And I that was the thing that was so refreshing about seeing Juan Jose at work that uh, yeah, they're right now shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do miss those insight trips. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Rebecca, is that where you and I first met? Yes, it is. It was your first uh, one of your beginning times on the job. So. Yeah, it was my like my first week and my first time to Haiti. <laughs> yeah, you guys, like, you guys were like, "It'll be okay, Sherry." <laughs> trial by fire. Oh, that was such a great experience, and just to do it with you guys was just a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And when you guys speak of um, systematic change, you know, it's one of the things that I personally like about Funko Jose too, you know, because every, you know, you have everybody, there's a lot of great organizations out there and a lot of people that, that are trying to do good and have their own ways of doing it. And I, and one of the things I personally was drawn to is just the holistic way that Funko Jose is, you know, the approach to how we're doing things. And um, it seems like, you know, donors, when we invest our money into Funko Jose, it's, it's an investment, I feel like in the people of Haiti. And I kind of see it that way, as opposed to like, you know, you were saying, just sort of taking care of the situation by just buying it off or just kind of yeah. paying at it, you know, like you're, you're really investing in the people and the work of Funk Jose. And then you can, with these inside trips, you know, when we were having them, you could see firsthand, you know, meet some of the folks that were benefiting from it and that you were walking shoulder to shoulder with. So I think that's, it's priceless, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So um, I guess I should ask you, how did you first hear about Funk Jose? <laughs> We we chuckle every time somebody asks us that question because it was Michael Fisher at uh, Riverside Presbyterian. And I like to call him St. Michael because <laughs> he he really did the hard work of vetting Funk Jose. And, uh, and as you know, he's been relentless in his desire to see things go forward for the Haitian people. So, yeah, yeah I just really, spoke to him the other day. Uh, yeah, good. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would just second what Rebecca said on that one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's great, and you know, he's just um, like you guys. Just, I feel like just lifelong friends of Uncle Zay. You know, you have those groups where we just know that they're not just donors; they're involved, whether emotionally, mentally, um, with their time, with their service, and all that. And so that's just uh, we're just blessed to have all you guys. <laughs> um, okay, so how would you describe? I mean, you know, my job as director of communications is to figure out the best way to describe Funk Jose um, to folks that don't know us at all, who have no idea what what uh, microfinance is or any of that stuff, you know. So I have to find creative ways to be like, who who's my audience and who am I speaking to? And, and then you have folks like you who are well aware of the work we do and the different levels and all that stuff. So I'm just always curious to know how would you, you know, if somebody were to ask you um, to summarize Funk Jose or to describe Funk Jose, how would you do that? Um, I describe the people as a grassroots organization that taps deeply into the needs of the ultra poor. And uh, it's really people serving people. In other words, the Haitian folks are really the people who are running the organization, which I think is really important. And it is uh, count to help counter that continued rumor that all the money that goes to Haiti is is taken away. Mm. And not true. We know that. That's why we give to Funk Jose because we know exactly where the money's going. Yeah. And it's a hand up, not a handout. And right. that's so critical. I mean, it's helping empower people to become who they need to be, what they need to be for their family. So again, that's that's the other, one of the 
deep senses we have about this kind of giving is so important. Yeah, well said. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know if I can add much to the answer to that question in terms of, you know, how I would describe Fon Cose, but but some of the results of what I saw from Fon Cose, first of all, this uh, working shoulder to shoulder and um, uh, the, um, the, the microfinance part was was just so impressive to me where, um, you know, with very small loans, the, um, the dramatic difference that it would make in, in uh, people's lives and, uh, and how Franco's Jose people would, would help them with that, with, you know, with uh, helping with uh, uh, math or <laughs> mm -hmm. the accompanying development services, right? Education, yeah. all that, right? Is it, just amazing to me how 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 it um, affected those people. And the other thing that I think was always uh, so impressive to me was <clears throat> when you would attend the meetings with where the women would be in their group. That uh, how joyful they were, yeah. You know, it, the solidarity it, groups, yep. Yeah, I love right. it. Yeah, and uh, you know, here we are with all this wealth, and and um, and them with a twenty-five dollar loan, and just as happy and grateful. Grateful, I guess is yeah, is the word for it. And yeah, yeah, and it just goes to show just how what is small to us, you know, yeah. uh, to a lot of us, twenty-five bucks or something you know just is just the world yeah. <laughs> to someone else you know <laughs> not too far away from us you know yeah life-changing life-changing exactly yeah yeah no that's good that's good i think about those solidarity groups i've seen a few now since our first visit yeah. and i just love it you know they're singing they're dancing they're they're just learning things from each other and they and you just sort of tell the difference between a woman for example who didn't have access to these kinds of services before. And then the difference in her demeanor and her confidence, if you will, after having been with Foncose for a little bit, you know, and, and now she has, it's really about opportunity in, in my mind, access to things, right? You were talking about um, um, just equality and giving folks access to the things that they need. And I think that's, you know, once you, once you do that, um, I see hope. I see hope in, in their eyes, even if everything around them is crumbling. Mm -hmm. so, um so yeah no that's good that's good um so what about Foncose and I think you touched on this a little bit what about Foncose's mission mission resonates with you well I would just say what you just said it's um equipping people to become their own best uh service um and to have you know equipping them to uh, find self-esteem that otherwise they might never know. I, I remember some of just stories of some of the people and how, how and, and saw it. I got to see one graduation and to hear their testimonies. I think, um, I think the other thing is that I truly know when we send a check to you that that money is going to go in service of. Uh, and so- right. You know, I think that's really important when you're giving money is how much is going to admin and 
Yeah. Obviously you have to administer, but also we know for sure the value. Most of it. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. What'd you say? Yeah. I I don't know if uh, can add too much to that, but um, because I I keep going back to the microfinance and um, how the, and how they can work up to higher levels of loan. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's a, a marvelous system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but at the same time, how, how it, it is very dependent upon the involvement of the Fondo Safe people to, right. to provide the uh, resources for them and the support and backup. So that's a great point. That's a great point. Cause I think a lot of people don't understand um, that for one small loan, like $25, and the cost associated with that, the time that is associated with uh, Funk Jose's involvement and everything, just to travel to that person, <laughs> um, to train them, to, you know, to do all these things, um, it's, uh, we're fully involved. And yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great, great point. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So, well, last but not least, what is your wish for Haiti uh, and its future? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, part of me just thinks I wish Haiti would catch a break. Uh, it just seems like there are, you know, between earthquakes and hurricanes and and gangs and all the stuff that's going on. Uh, so that, but also that they would be valued as much as uh, other allies are valued in the world and that peace and prosperity for them, you know, and and I think our idea of prosperity is just really kind of wonky. It really is about allowing and having what you need and allowing the fact that your children can be educated, all those things. So I hope that, um, I think Fancoze is preparing leadership for tomorrow, even at the lowest level. And so we do wish them the best and, and pray that um, somehow um, things will turn around for them. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. Fancoze has been empowering families throughout Haiti for nearly 30 years with the tools and supportive services needed to break the cycle of poverty. To discover more about our impactful work, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Foncoze, or visit our website at foncoze.org.